0: Ready to elevate your credit understanding and score? With insider tips and a plan, you can take action to improving your score, which can save thousands in unnecessary finance charges. Let's tackle today's topic with your coach, Credit Christy. Hey friends, it's Christy, your credit coach. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. This week, let's talk about the length of limitation periods. Now, this is different from credit reporting dates, and so I've done a little bit of research and wanted to pull this together for you because I get a lot of questions about how long a collection, a charge off, a bankruptcy, a late payment, all of those things will show up on and reflect on somebody's credit report. So I wanted to answer some information, and I will tell you at the time of this recording, which is mid 2021, there is finally a new rule that is going into effect on November 1st, 2021. And when that goes into effect, there's supposedly some really great measures in place to protect you as the consumer. There is a written validation period. So in other words, when a new derogatory account is about to hit your credit, say a collection, that debt collector has to send written notice containing certain information about that debt and actions. And this is called the validation notice. And so they have to contact you. And within five days of that initial communication, they have to mail that to you. It will also prohibit debt collectors from threatening to sue. Apparently that's been a big thing. And they must engage in specific outreach to you, the consumer before furnishing the information to all bureaus about that debt. Now, current day, Many debt collectors, especially for smaller debts like medical, uh, telecommunications, utility bills, they won't even try to reach out to you. Once it goes to a collection agency, they basically just slam it up against your credit report and wait for you to discover it and then contact them. So come November 1st, 2021, there are some new measures that will keep that from happening. In addition, there's something that will protect you about re-aging old debts. So when a collection agency is charged with trying to collect and get payment from you, basically they've bought that bad debt that you haven't paid from that creditor. So let's say you owe a credit card $500 and you just haven't paid for you know eight, nine, 10 months. They might sell that debt for $200, $250 to a debt collector and then they have a certain amount of time that they will put efforts into collecting from you and hopefully they collect a little bit more from you than what it costs for them to obtain that debt and that's where they make their money. Now, if they don't do that in a timely manner, they might sell it off to another debt collector who will likely buy it for some portion of what they've got into it so at least they can recuperate something out of it rather than nothing. But now my friends, not only do you have a charge off from your credit card, you now have that first collection and now a second collection. And this is where things really start to hurt your credit profile and your credit score. And unfortunately I see this happen over and over again and it can be very detrimental to one's overall credit profile. So they can buy this old debt and basically just park it on your credit report. And then that old debt reappears and it re-ages that debt. And so it falsely reports as a new account entirely. So now that you've got this new negative account activity, and sometimes I've seen where they inaccurately put a new date of last activity or the date that you'd opened that account. And so the FCRA is going to require these debt buyers to notify you before they report this negative information to one of the credit reporting agencies, those three main bureaus that we've been talking about. So in the meantime, what do you do if you find that on your credit report? Go ahead and dispute that old debt directly with that debt buyer or that new collection agency because they are required to investigate and also file a dispute with all three main credit reporting bureaus. And be sure to include any supporting documentation that you might have. And just so you know, if you have a charged off account, a charged off account can still lead to a collection Collection, as long as the collection is the only place showing a balance. So in other words, if that charged off account still shows a current balance owed, and then they sell it off to a collection agency, they're not allowed to put a dollar amount there. But if that charged off account shows a zero balance, I know a lot of people are like, whew, got away from that one. I no longer have to pay that credit card bill that I stuck them with. That's not necessarily true because that charged off account can get sold to a collection agency, and that collection agency can put a balance it's perfectly legal if that is the only place showing that balance owed. Okay, so let's get into the length of limitations. And we're also gonna talk about how there are four categories of debt. So what is a statute of limitation? What that means, it's a certain amount of time that a person or a company can take legal action regarding a certain event. So when it comes to your debts, if a company wanted to have a judgment against you, basically sue you and make you perform through the court system to repay that debt, they have a certain amount of time through the statute of limitations. Once it's beyond that limitation, that doesn't necessarily mean that you no longer owe the debt or that your credit cannot be impacted that just means that creditor can no longer put a judgment against you or sue you in the courts to be repaid it's completely different from what time periods can be reported on your credit report so i did want to explain those differences statute of limitation is separate from what can be reported on your credit report as a collection or a derogatory event now the length of limitation periods for debt collection claims they usually vary by state and debt type. So let's talk about the four categories of debt type first, and then we'll talk about the length of limitation periods. So I'm in Florida, so I'm gonna use this as an example. And in the show notes, I'll make sure to put in where I obtained this information from. So if you wanna click on that link and go check it out for your own state, you can. So the four categories of debt include oral agreements, which is just, we've agreed verbally, a written contract, which is usually like a medical obligation, promissory notes, which are student loans and home mortgages, and then that fourth is an open-ended account. So this is going to be a line of credit, a store credit card, or just regular credit cards. So that verbal agreement is four years, written contracts, and promissory notes are four five years for that length of limitation period, and then the credit cards are four years. So now let's dive into how these differ from what is on your actual credit report, because it's different. The length of limitation periods for a debt collection claim is different from what is allowed legally to be able to be reported on your credit report. So credit reporting dates will include delinquencies, charge-offs, student loan defaults, foreclosures, bankruptcies, and hard inquiries. So, delinquencies, charge offs, student loans, and foreclosures, they're all going to be on your credit report for seven years. Years Now, charge-offs, it will be seven years plus 180 days from the date of the charge-off, so they get an extra half a year in there. Bankruptcies will show up for up to 10 years from the date that you file. Now, when it comes to a mortgage loan approval, you don't have to wait 10 years for that bankruptcy to be a thing of the past to be able to get approved. There are many loan programs that will allow just two years after bankruptcy, such as a VA or an FHA loan. And a conventional mortgage, you only have to wait four years after a bankruptcy and I'm presuming a chapter seven where it wipes everything off a chapter 13 usually doesn't even have a waiting period on a few of those so talk to your loan officer if you're wanting to get a mortgage to purchase a home sooner rather than later and talk about those dates on your bankruptcy but it will report on your credit report for up to 10 years from the date that you file and then will finally drop off once it drops off you will see miraculous things uh, really happen to your credit report because that derogatory event is finally off and then hard inquiries are there for a full two years. Now I know when I pull a credit report for the purpose of a mortgage, it really only shows me the last 120 days of inquiries, but hard inquiries will stay for up to two years. And y'all, when you look at your credit karma report or annualcreditreport.com, I want you to go towards the end and look at all of those inquiries. Because if you're one of those people that check your credit scores every single day, you're going to see it listed every single day. Now, if you're checking your credit, it's a soft inquiry. It's not going to have any kind of impact, negative or positive positive, just no impact to your credit at all. If you have questions, please reach out to me at questions at creditchristie.com and let's connect on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok at Credit Christy. I'd love to meet up with you there. And until next time, my friends, stay well. Subscribe now and share with a friend to stay in the loop for new credit content and insider tips to maximize your credit knowledge and follow Credit Christy on Instagram.